Well, thanks everybody for, for coming again today. It's been really nice to see. I, did everyone have a good Thanksgiving? Did you, anyone, were you able to, to get together in, in your bubble and stuff? I know with the, uh, there's a new variant coming out and all that kind of stuff, you know. I mean, they are updating more than Apple, but it's, uh, it's a little scary. And I think that this is a year that we all really have been able to kind of appreciate the things that are around us, the things that we have. Uh, Julian, who does, Julian Pellin over there, she does all of these table decorations that you see. Uh, yes. And <laughs> so you'll notice like every season these things change out. And, and she's the mastermind behind all of this. And before uh, the Christmas ones, we had the, the turkeys where people were invited to write things that they were thankful for. And I peeked at uh, the majority were thanking people for like family and friends. Those, those close by. And you know, it's so comforting when you hear uh, what people, when you ask people what they are truly thankful for. It's, it's not something you can get in a store. It's not something we stood in line on Black Friday. Uh, it's something that's just around us. And I think that those are the things that are so important for us to keep in mind, uh, especially this season, uh, to be grateful for the things that's, that are with us. Uh, I'm grateful for this church. I'm grateful for you guys. You guys are uh, very much, uh, to Allison and I, you guys are family. And so uh, we are just, uh, yep, just struck a tear there. Uh, but it's, it's really, uh, it, does, it means a lot that you guys are, are all here. I really like most of you. Um, but uh, we, we, are, we are starting a, a, a new series. I've, I feel like I haven't preached for a while because I haven't. Um, I, I've... Uh, we had the, the, so many blessings. Uh, we got to hear uh, Brian Cotis uh, preach. A, a, a hero of mine was up here preaching. Uh, Seth has preached here. Uh, we had uh, Jamie preaching last week. And before that, uh, Kath was preaching. And so it was just, it's so nice to hear uh, other voices and, and other thoughts. And I, I really appreciate that. That's something that I always wanted to have uh, for, for neighbors is to not just have it. I never like a church that when it's all just about like the, the pastor. Uh, you know, that the pastor defines the church, because that's, um, if anything, the pastor, um, I think my role is to, to pray for the people of the church and, the, and let the church be the church. And by having other people and other voices preach, it feels like we're doing that. It feels like we're having other, other people uh, give uh, their blessed gifts to us and share that. Uh, that being said, I'm, I'm really glad to be up here again, too. Uh, uh, and so it's, it's nice to uh, to tell the stories, to talk about the, 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 you know, my favorite thing is to talk about things in the Bible. Uh, we have gone through, I mean, we've, we've gone through uh, most of, of Genesis. We have gone through uh, letters of, of the apostles. We have gone through so many things here. Uh, and what I wanted to do uh, during Advent is to get us uh, back into just one of the Gospels. And so for the next several weeks, we're just going to go through the book of Matthew. And we're going to listen to the stories, we're going to hear the excitement of it, and we're going to try to hear about it in the first time. And there is so much excitement and intrigue and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, the first chapter has uh, none of that, so it'll be, this one's boring, but it's, uh, you know, you've got to start somewhere, so I'm grateful for your participation. Yikes. Um, you know, when I was a kid, um, I had, uh, uh, my grandmother told me a story that an ancestor of mine actually uh, was a sheriff in, in the Old West and actually chased in a posse 
uh, chased Jesse James across the state of Nebraska and wrote a book about it and all this, and it was so exciting and everything, and I felt like such a, you know, like I had like a, uh, you know, heroic blood in me and things like that. And, and then um, I realized through a friend, because I was telling my friend about, you know, that I had this, and, she's, and he said, yeah, but isn't your mom adopted? And I, oh, shoot, yes, that's right, that we don't get the prize. We're not, that has nothing to really, you know, on the technical terms, that has nothing to do with us, but on the other terms, it's very nice, you know, but there's no blood that's been passed through, you know, so I don't, I don't have that, and I, and I felt, you know, kind of downtrodden about that. But uh, I still like cowboys and all that kind of stuff. But uh, have you, has anyone done the, uh, like the DNA test? It seems to be all the rage today. Uh, people have, uh, you, you take these things and you find out kind of what your lineage is, what your true lineage, lineage is. Um, when we first took it, we took one of DNA and it said that I was Jewish. And I thought, wow, I, I'm Jewish. I'm of noble blood. I was right there with Abraham. You know, I was marching in the thing and looking around, looking for directions with Moses and all that kind of stuff, and I saw things, and maybe I carved something and got in trouble for it, or I have no idea, but there was, you know, you, you feel like... You, and then I took another one, and it just said I was Irish. So I don't know why... And that explains why Irish people always think I'm Jewish and Jewish people always think I'm Irish. But that's, uh, that's neither here nor there. But a lot of us, we are always... It's, it's important for us in many ways sometimes to feel connected, to feel like we have something. And a lot of us, we look at these things, and, and you've got to admit, when you do these, sometimes you are hopeful for a little something, right? Something exciting, you know, like you were, you were related to the, a, a king or, you know, a, a world leader of some sort or a hero or, or you know, just not bo nothing boring. You know, you just don't want to, you know, oh, you were related to... Carl, what did Carl do? Well, nothing really, but you're, you know, congratulations, you're now related to Carl. You can look him up on Facebook. But the lineage of things dates back to way before uh, the DNA stuff was actually available. It was important for people even during the time of Jesus to understand where people came from. And so the book of Matthew is a book that was written, it's, it's attributed to an a, a, a Israelite, a Jewish person. And the audience, the original audience that it was intended for, uh, many believe it was intended for Jewish people, people of, of Jewish heritage, Jewish tradition that are discovering Jesus. And so for them, it's very important to make the connection of what we've been following this, uh, what we call now the Old Testament, we've been following this for years, how does this connect to this? And so that's where the book of Matthew actually starts out with. It starts out with the, the genealogy of Jesus. It's actually translated as the genesis of Jesus. A lot of people think that uh, the, the, the author of Matthew was trying to make a connection with the, the book of Genesis. Some, some dispute that because Genesis was a common word when it talked about genealogy and all of that kind of stuff too. But here is that right there. Uh, who wants to read this? No one? I'll give it a try. I'm going to give this a try. This is the most boring part, and, it's, and I'm going to just try to zip us through it so I can get the, 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 the lapel button that I did this. An account of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. You ready? 
Okay. Forgiving ahead of time. Abraham was the father of Isaac, then Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, and Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar, then Perez the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Aram, Aram the father of Amminadab, and Amminadab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Rahab was the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of King David. First paragraph. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Okay, here we go again. Ready? This is my exercise for the day. And David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, and Solomon was the father of Rehoboam, Rehoboam the father of Abijah, Abijah the father of Asaph, Asaph the father of Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat the father of Joram, Joram the father of Isaiah, Isaiah the father of Jotham, Jotham the father of Ahaz, Ahaz the father of Hezekiah, Hezekiah the father of Manasseh, Manasseh the father of Amos, Amos the father of Josiah, Josiah the father of Jeconiah, and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon. Here we go again. I hope you guys are impressed so far. Okay. Because I'm going to screw this one up. And after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Salathiel, Salathiel the father of Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel the father of Abed, Abed the father of Elikam, Elikam the father of Azor, Azor the father of Zadok, and Zadok the father of Achim, Achim the father of Eliud, Eliud the father of Eleazar, Eleazar the father of Mathan, Mathan the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, who Jesus was born, who is called the Messiah. Good? Right now, Brian's going, mispronounced six of them. <laughs> but <laughs> that is uh, the lineage. And that was important to people because when people wanted to know where did Jesus fit into the story that they had been following all along. And many people wanted to hear certain key words. And one of those key words was King David. Because the Jewish faith, that was one of their heroes. That was the one that kind of freed them. They wanted to hear words like Solomon. They wanted to hear words like Abraham, the founder, basically, of the Jewish faith. The founder, the first one that heard from a single God. This started it all. And so what Matthew is saying is that Jesus does come from all of this. And it's really important. So on first look, you look at this and you think, all right. He's in line. He did some pretty cool things. He's got the blood. He's got the, 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 the lineage in him. It's all important now. And if we were doing that, if we were doing the DNA thing through the, like, I don't want to name the, the products, but if we did one of those, those products and we saw things like King David in it or Abraham, we would be pretty excited about that. And we might even think, hey, I'm from King stuff, you know? I got royal things inside of me, so treat me good here because I got this thing and all that stuff, and, you know, and you might even say, you know, you, you, you know today we would probably have a shirt made, you know, uh, you know, son of David, you know, <laughs> something like that. Uh, but surprisingly, there's some things in this list that really could screw things up. If you were making your case making your case for, to try to, I mean, let's face it, this book is to introduce people to Jesus. 
In many ways, it's, it's a book to sell Jesus to people that have never heard of Jesus before. In some cases, it's people that are uh, experiencing with this faith, trying to start the church, trying to make a connection and stuff. And so you're really wanting to win them over. If I come up here, you know, and say things that you don't want to hear, I could lose you, right? I mean, in some cases, you want to, you want to say things that people will approve of. Uh, if you're an honest pastor, you can't worry about that kind of stuff. But in the days of this, introducing, being one of the first Gospels, you, you'd think that you'd want to give some, some real legitimacy so that in the first paragraph of this book, people are won over by it. But there's some issues in this. Let's start with Abraham. Abraham was a hero. He was a hero to a lot of people. But he also did some things. Um, just for example, he lied about his wife to protect himself while subjecting her to slavery. And, okay, if you're, you know, if you're running for president and that, well, <laughs> 30 years ago, if you were running for president, and something like that uh, showed up uh, in your past, that could be a real black eye. Um, but people were willing to accept that because people had followed the story of Abraham all the time. So they probably didn't think too much of this one. They knew that Abraham, what, if anything, what it shows is that Abraham was not um, angelic. Abraham was a real, live person. And real, live people, they do things. And the, some of us, we have things in our past that we're not too proud of. Abraham has this and some other things, too. Uh, let's look at King David. King David was, you know, the star of the show. When you, are, when, when you the, the symbol of, of Judaism consistently, uh, you will see it is, remains the star of David. King David. That's the one that everyone believes in. That's the one that everybody follows. But he had somebody murdered so he could steal his wife without her consent. You see, David was uh, hanging out, and he looked over uh, and saw a woman bathing and just said, I, I want to own that. Uh, so stalking, spying. Uh, and the person uh, that uh, the wife was married to somebody that was a soldier, he sent him off to war specifically in, with the instructions of put him into the heaviest battle so that he will be killed, so that he can steal the wife. Sounds like property. Uh, it's it just that, you know, I just want to point that out because the, the wife at this time had, had no idea that any of this was going on. But nevertheless, he had the, the husband killed, marries the wife. Again, if you're looking, for, if you're trying, you kids, if you're trying to get a resume and get some new job and stuff and you have something like this, omit, don't put that one on. Just white it out. Uh, <laughs> who uses whiteout anymore? Um, Solomon. Solomon is another one. Solomon uh, was, is significant. 700 wives, 300 concubines, and worshipped other gods. Uh, 700 wives is marriage. Concubines is 
Not, not married. Not married. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, kids. <laughs> Moving on. The other thing that is uh, very strange about this genealogy here and worth noting is the mention of women. Uh, the, this, uh, I believe that the Bible very much was inspired by, the, by God. I very much believe that. Uh, when it comes to uh, m much of the Bible, I would say that I, I'm, I'm very uh, faithful into it. But I also think that it was written by humans for a purpose. Uh, I believe that, that God wanted humans to write it. He wants there to be flaws in it. He wants there to, there to be uh, arguments. He wants us to debate things. He wants us to look at things and say, I can't agree with that in today's terms. Concubines, for one thing, is, is one of the things that we're supposed to look at today. If we, if we said that that was written by God and all that kind of stuff, then we should be able to still have that today. <laughs> I don't know who laughed, but you're going to have a quiet ride home. Um, <laughs> we're supposed to look at things like that and say, that's not okay. And one of the things when we look at lineage and genealogy and all of that kind of stuff, uh, women were not often mentioned. They were mentioned from time to time when it had a significance. But in this case, it's really strange that they were even mentioned. Again, remember, you're the writer of this book, this gospel. Your job is to try to win the crowd over and tell them that Jesus is definitely of this lineage and he's part of this and he is pure, right? Well, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba. Bathsheba is the, the wife of Uriah the soldier that was killed. Um, they're mentioned in this. Let, let's just take a look at them. Tamar disguised herself as a prostitute in order to sleep with her father-in-law. There's, there's some things to that story, but uh, that doesn't make a good headline, does it? I mean, uh, you don't want that on your name tag or anything like that. And if you were trying to sell the lineage of Jesus... I'm not sure you want to mention that one. People love to say, you know, well, my great-grandfather was this and this and this. We don't want to say, you know, uh, hey, uh, I, I have a great-uncle that was a Nazi. You know, nobody's going to be proud of that. You want to, you do, you do, that's not the highlight that you want to mention. But there's a reality to this, isn't there? Because I think that if we traced any of our lineage, if we really had the knowledge to trace it and really get to know some of the people in our past... We might saw some, see some good things, and we might see some things that we're not very proud of. I mean, for that matter, if we check our life, our own personal life, write our own personal story, might be some things we're proud of, and yet there might be some things that don't look very good once they're written down on paper, and this is one of them. But let's go ahead. Rahab. She didn't pretend to be a prostitute. She was a prostitute. Also, she was not an Israelite. Probably more important than her being a prostitute was that one right there. Not an Israelite. That, that means that if you're trying to build a story of the pure blood of Abraham, wait a minute, uh, not all Israelites. Somebody, somebody mixed some stuff in there. Uh, we, we didn't want a potpourri, 
We wanted the, the solid straight to this, and it makes sense because it's black and white, and it makes sense that way. Now we've thrown in, wait a minute, we've thrown in, hmm, boy, someone's, hmm, someone stepped out of line on that one. And of all the, the things that we have seen so far, if you were a Jewish person at the time, why is, why is that one mentioned? That might be the first one to, to throw you off just a little bit. Then we go to Ruth, a Moabite. Again, not an Israelite. Not only are you mentioning women in this genealogy, which is a little unusual, you are also making sure that they know that the line that leads to the Son of God had some visitors. Interesting. Somebody's diluting the water over here. How do you dilute water? Never mind. <laughs> Sometimes I hear myself and I don't like it. And then there's Bathsheba. She is the one that was um, kind of truthfully forced into marriage. I don't know, I don't know if she ended up being happy. I, I have no idea. I don't like to speak for anybody that I have never met personally and our chances of running into each other are very slim. But... Uh, she was also not an Israelite. So you have three, uh, you, have, you have women in the Bible, and you have at least three of them that were not of this noble blood. There were some kinks in this. Now, again, if I was working for a marketing firm, and, and I was a part of selling this, if I was part of selling the stories of Jesus, if I was in charge of promotion, if I was in charge of uh, the, the person that, that gets the word out, I would say, oh boy, there's some things that need some editing here because this is going to trip people up and some people aren't going to like this. And the fact that you're mentioning this, some of us we might have that follow this faith, we might have been aware of this and we might know this, but we don't need to put it down on the list of the first book that you're trying to tell people of the lineage to Jesus, we don't need to mention that. You've, you've, you've omitted some things here. You don't need to put this one in. So why, why would you make that point? Why would you say this is to prove that this is the Son of God, that this is the Messiah the one that you have been waiting for for thousands of years, this is it. And there's also Gentiles in there, people not of this faith, uh, foreigners, adulterers, murderers, liars, cheats, harlots, scoundrels. It, it just all leads to Jesus Rest easy, because it was there on purpose to show us that. In the very next part that we are going to cover in the book of Matthew, we will talk about a woman, a very young woman, that will be accused of being many of those things. She'll be called a harlot. She'll be called an adulterer. She'll be called nasty, nasty names. 
and her own betrothed for a moment will want nothing to do with her. So the writer of Matthew might actually be mentioning some of those women because of the things that they were called. And to point out that she'll be called that too. There's a strength in women in the Bible. You've got to look for it. It's not, it's not as blatantly obvious as uh, some of the writers uh, intended. But there are strong women in the Bible. Incredibly strong women that carried that message forward. And the writer of this text wanted us to make sure that whether, no matter what they did for a living, or who they were, or where they come from, or even what culture they were from, whatever their bloodline, they wanted to make sure that we knew that they were part of it. And that's important for us to know, too. Because Jesus will change the course of history by opening more doors to people that are foreigners, to people that are called outsiders, to people that have blemishes, the people that have made poor choices, and yes, to women. This is how it starts. Because in my opinion, this is how it happened. It's not a matter of, do you keep that in to promote? You're just telling this is the way it happened. There were a hodgepodge of things going on, and there will continue to be. And yet, the Son of God will be born of that. And the funniest thing is, is this is the lineage of Joseph. Joseph who, <laughs> friend of the family, but not, you know, uh, not blood. So even that confusing tidbit is there on purpose to show us that there's no black and white here. When we, when we try to talk about our, our nation, we, 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 we do this, you know, there's this talk about uh, purity and there's this talk about all of this kind of stuff and of, of lineage and, and everything like that. I believe the writer, I believe influenced by God, is trying to tell us this can be inspiring. Don't leave that out. God is all of this. God was with all of them. God is a part of all of this. When we talk about our, our nation and, and the, you know, us first and purity and all that kind of stuff, I, I, I believe this message tells us something that we can use for that too. Our nation is built on a lot of things. Outsiders, sinners, people of other worlds, people of other countries, people of other lifestyles. It's, it's a hodgepodge just like it was for Jesus. And if we can take this and have it end up to Jesus, can't we as a nation do the same? But if we do that, that means we have to acknowledge and welcome and celebrate. We go back to looking at our own lineage, our own uh, bloodline, our own lives. I don't know about you guys, but I got some stuff in my life that I'm not proud of. I've got some stuff in my life that was just downright wrong. Uh, my own story has a whole bunch of this. And yet, 
I feel loved by God. I hope you do too. I hope that whatever is in your past, whatever is in your genealogy, whatever is in your own personal history, I hope you know that there's a reason for this because you're loved. And I hope, pray, that we take that love and we spread it. Because believe it or not, there's a lot of people living in this that have no idea about that. May we celebrate that and celebrate that. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we are thankful for all that you are, and we are thankful for this world that you've created. We thank you for showing us that beauty, beauty, pure beauty, can even have some ugliness. And that we, with our past, with our disagreements, with you, it'll still be okay. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When we leave this church, please remember that the church does not end. Uh, we are meant to be um, maybe inspired by something we heard today, whether it's a song, uh, the message, someone we, we talked to. Uh, but we are meant to take this and share it. We are part of that story. We are part of that lineage. The, the, the story does not end here, and it did not end with Jesus. In many ways, it just began. And now you're part of it. What will you do with it? Who will you welcome into that story? I pray that we all work very, very hard and see the reward in loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength loving ourselves the way that God loves us who gave his only son and loving our neighbor as we would love to be loved. I pray that we do that this week. Amen.